0: Hey guys, Scott Schwarter, Empire Homebrew Corporation. My nls number is 225998. My DRE license number is 01074493. Power. That's a lot of work. Go ahead, my buddy.
1: Hi. Hi Scott. Hi everyone. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today?
0: And what's your name?
1: I'm Lily Valdez, also known as Solar Lily.
0: There you go, Lily, about this. Boom, there we go. I like that Cool. So today, I talked to Lily, there's some really crazy stuff happening where the governor did something last year to affect you this year. So why don't you explain just what's going on?
1: Yeah, so what's going on in California with solar is on December 15th, they passed a new policy, which is now reducing the amount of credits that homeowners are getting for their excess energy when they have solar. So meaning right now, customers can generate extra energy and they get about an average of 23 to 30 cents per kilowatt hour exported. And come April, when this new policy takes effect, April 14th they're only going to get anywhere from five to eight cents for that same energy. So it's a reduction of 75%. So uh, we're seeing a lot of people going solar because of that, or just uh, wanting more information on how that's going to affect them in the future.
0: So we went from the now two point zero to thirty cents, kind of roughly kilowatt hour, right? Now we're down to like eight cents per hour. So what what actually made that big difference? What what, what 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 what's causing that?
1: So basically, the utilities went to the governor and to the CPUC, the California Public Utility Commission, and said, "Hey, all of these people are going solar, and they're only paying us ten or fifteen dollars to connect to the grid." Uh, we're not going to be able to stay in business this way, which is not true because everyone's bills have more than doubled since the pandemic began. So they are making that revenue. They just want to make more even on the (laughs) solar. (laughs) So, you know, people go solar to be rid of the utility and they're basically going to make it so that if you go solar after April, you're going to have two bills unless you get a battery or two. So it's kind of making consumers pay more for the same thing that right now we're, saving a lot of money with and helping with inflation, you
0: know? So, so how much extra does a battery, battery or batteries cost? Oh, geez.
1: They start at about $12,000 and up. So you could see how that's going to cut from the savings. Right now, people don't need to get a battery to take full advantage of credit, the net metering program. In addition, with NEM 3.0, it's going to be net billing, not net metering. So net metering was a process that allowed people Mm -hmm. to generate extra credits and roll them over for a year. So like saying this, you know, right now we're not using air conditioner. You could have a lot of extra credits that will help you in the summer when you're running your AC, right? So by them changing it to net billing, every month it's going to get calculated. You're going to get a credit or you're going to owe. So imagine how unfair that is to like not know what your next bill is going to be versus right now it's very, you pay a fixed flat rate and then at the end of 12 months, there's a settlement bill where you either produced more, you broke even, or you or you got a credit or you owed a little. But now it's gonna be on a monthly basis. So it's not very beneficial to homeowners with solar anymore. So
0: so what 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 is your team doing now for this whole conversation?
1: we are having a bunch of appointments right now like literally that's why it was so hard for me to schedule this with you my my reps are super busy we're just educating homeowners on the options and then if they decide to not go solar that's fine but at least they had the option before they were just subject to this new bad policy you know um so it's really just a big education piece raising awareness and um signing up as many people as we can to take advantage of nem 2.0 while we still have it
0: so give me an example how would the conversation go between you and a consumer how's the conversation going
1: so i would say like if you've had any interest in solar at all right now would be a good time to look into it because of this new law that's gonna take place in april what we could do is we could get you started i'll show you a savings report on what you will save today versus what the implications would be after april 13th and then you decide if you were you know if it's worth doing now or waiting a little bit and then they the numbers are so clear that it's better to do it now. You know.
0: So so right now under the NIM 2.0, you don't need batteries because it's going back to no you comes right? Okay.
1: Correct. So so the way that we do it right now, um, Scott, is we offset them more than a hundred percent because remember when the sun goes down, they're still buying a little bit from the grid, but very little. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a matter of offsetting them to hundred and twenty percent of their previous year, and that should suffice for them to break even. Now, if they say, I wanna get an electric car, I'm gonna add a pool, all that cool stuff, well then we make it 150, 160, right? But when NEM 3.0 comes into effect, that will no longer work because they're gonna be buying the energy at 50 cents, 45 cents at night, while only getting five to eight cents credit during the day for their excess. where right now they're getting 30 cents. So right now we're still with the 120, we're good to cover their whole usage. At that point, they also did something really interesting to like kind of make it difficult. Right now we have a cap of 200%. So if someone's going to get an electric car out of full, I could take, say they used 12,000 kilowatts last year, I could build their system up to 24,000, Okay, So that they have plenty of extra energy. So in addition to what they did, they also capped us not 150. So now we need the 20% to offset them. We won't have enough to get offset on auto or any. So that's why they need the battery, because what the battery will do is store that extra energy. So instead of pulling from the grid when the sun goes down, they're pulling from their battery first. Does that kind of make sense?
0: So so with the battery, I mean, so let's say right now, on a 2.0, there's no batteries really, right? So if the, well, let's say all power power goes down with a blackout, right? Do they still have power for a solar person? or no, uh, okay, okay. the
1: battery right now, most of the people that have the battery right now, it's mostly to do that for the outages. Come in 3.0, it's not even gonna be relevant to that. outages, it's gonna be for using their own energy. But right now, there's already a lot of people with batteries, don't get me wrong, batteries are great, you know, for emergencies because they can load shift, but it's it, right now it's an option, it's a luxury. In April, that will be a necessity and a part of the system. Otherwise, we're going to have to be able to, we're going to have to sell partial offset systems where you say, this is going to cover 60% of your bill and the rest of your bill, you're, you're still going to get an Edison bill. You know, so it's, they're still going to save, just not as much.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So, so still ain't going to get to have solar because you're saving, but you're not having huge savings, but bottom line is no matter what you do, it's better to have a solar on your house.
1: Yes. <laughs> Think about it this way. Even if you've got solar and it just partially offset 60%, that's still going to be locked in at a low rate of like 12 to 15 cents versus Edison, pg and all these utilities, they go up every single year. I have, a, I show people proposals with 4% and I'm like, that's not actually true. It's about 6 to 7% in California, but we're going to be like super safe and just pretend that, that it's only 4 but everybody got an increase in January across the three biggest companies. And that's going to take effect in their February bill. And it just keeps going and going. It's actually doubled at a quicker rate since the pandemic than ever before. So you could see how inflation, it's, you see inflation in everything, now you're seeing it in the gas bill, electric bills. I have never seen in six years of doing this so many thousand dollar bills, $1,000 yeah, for power. Right. Right, right, so um right. that's why right now is like the perfect time to do
0: solar. Yeah. I said, I mean the gas bills are just so out out crazy gas bills. Oh my gosh, they're, they're insane. Everything. Yeah. I mean that's
1: what they're blaming it on too. They're saying um that the natural gas the price of uh, other components has gone up, but I don't know because I looked at a gas bill, my gas bill quadrupled since October. Wow, and you're never home. Quadrupled. And I'm never home. I got, I was like, how could it be $160? I don't even cook. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you <laughs> I was just like, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who's been messing with my meter? But no, um, we've seen it across the board with everything, with the price of food, gas, um, electricity, like every utility, um, especially in California.
0: So so with the batteries that's going to come in, if you some after April, Four things, right? So do you have any recommendation, what's the best battery you, you like for batteries, if you need a battery? That's
1: a great question. So right now, we're all in that phase. Like, imagine, Scott, we're all, like, looking for the best solution, most cost-effective and still good quality and value. So right now, the battery that I've been selling for a while is, um, besides Tesla, people ask for that because of the name, but we've been doing a lot of end phase Now, Enphase phase right now is about $15,000 installed. So now everyone's starting to look for more cost-effective solutions. So uh, I believe one of my installers is looking at the Franklin battery, which has uh, been around for a while, but it's just more cost-effective. And we also have to look into the supply issues we're going to run into when everyone needs a battery. Okay. So we have a lot of little fires to put out by that April deadline.
0: So so now that, that question we talk, always talk about is, how does somebody tell or talk to a salesperson, not you, because I trust you, but somebody else they don't know will come up here. How do you know? With let's say if you had a house at sixteen hundred square feet, one story house, right, three bedroom, two bath. Bed. So how many? How do you figure out how many panels put up there? How many? How do you know someone's trying to oversell you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the first things that a real, true professional should ask is for a copy of your bill with your last twelve months, because that's how we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna add up every. Um, graph line. And then we're going to say, okay, Scott, last year you used 12,000. I'm offsetting you at 120, which means you're going to get a system that's going to produce this amount of kilowatt hours. And they're going to ask of any future needs. If they don't ask you that, then they're just going to give you what you did last year. If if I don't ask you, Scott, do you plan on getting an electric car anytime soon? Anybody else moving into the home? Any kind of like future needs is very important for the consultant to ask you so that you're getting because remember, solar is a long-term thing. It's not like you're going to get it, and this is for next year. This is for the next few. Yeah. You know, so so I always tell people you're never going to regret getting two extra panels or a few more than if you will getting too few, and then now you're getting a bill at the end of the year. If they go before um, net metering 3.0, and then after net metering 3.0, they'll get a bill every month if they go over. Right, so I always tell people to err on the side of the extra.
0: I showed, I think some patients showed you some, some old solar stuff. You go, oh my god, that's you did. So from a consumer standpoint, is, is there like in your mindset and age of a social? Because you know some of sources are older, not the great technology. So let's say if you're in a system, how far back do you see a system that you would suggest, you know, that you need to uh, you know look at changing?
1: So that's a great question. You don't actually have to change a system unless it's bad. Usually it's maybe a panel or an inverter that's out. So I would suggest you first have a professional go and like analyze the existing system, keep that. And then we do what's called an add on system. So we put new panels as long as there's enough room. And then we would just the minimum that we do is like something like eight. But then we basically tie them all into the same meter, And that way you don't have to buy a new system. That's a common misconception. So sometimes people tell me like, Oh, but it's going to be outdated in five years. I'm like, no, it won't. Your your panels, maybe you have some that produce 320 watts, and now they're producing 400. Those don't just one day turn off and stop working. They just degrade half a percent a year, but they still produce. So, like, don't get rid of them unless you want to when you want them all to match aesthetically. But I've done several add-on systems you can't even tell. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll use a different roof plane, or we'll use the black-on-black that looks like, you know, the ones that just look like black sheet of class that's what we install so they look nice and futuristic versus the older kind
0: now have you ever installed any solar panel tiles
1: no no actually i don't know if you've seen the news recently or like in the last few months um tesla actually that's the thing a lot of people go with tesla because of the name and they trusted the cars everything but tesla is known it's been known to do things like what they did last year they sent a bunch of people letters had had already paid a deposit for those tiles you're talking about. And then they said, we're sorry, we're not able to fulfill. Here's your deposit back. So to me, when it's too new of a technology and everyone's doing it, it's really not stable enough to to be like an offering of mine, you know? So a lot of those homeowners that had done that, they ended up coming back and being like, yeah, I'm just going to get whatever solar you have. Because they, they get on wait lists, especially right now. With NEM 3.0, as busy as we are, we're like a smaller local installer. The big companies are even more flooded so they're going to be like six-month installs because think about costco that's um, the leads for Sunrun, SunPower, sun power tesla all these big companies they get overwhelmed and that's why you see these six-month waitings or when they have an issue with the system it takes months for them to go out to service it because they have many many customers so that would be one of the things i would tell consumers go with a local company That's going to service your system. That gives you a production guarantee because what that says is in writing, I give my homeowner something that says, if your system doesn't produce what we told you up to 95%, we will cut you a check for what you had to buy from the utility. Wow. And, So we're not going to let a system sit there for three months not working because we have to write a check. We're not in the business of paying homeowners for power that the system should produce. So that's what, remember when you were asking what should homeowners look for? They should look for some sort of a production guarantee and a good warranty on the whole
0: system. So. Now, is that is there a company that does warranties you like? or, or what, what, Yes.
1: So one of the companies that I recommend, um, again, there's several, but right. what I like to offer for my homeowners is one called Solar Insure. And it's a third party backed by insurance company. It's called Solar Insure. And so that means sometimes homeowners say, well, what if your company goes out of business? What if this goes out of business? You know, somebody, what if... This is a third-party company that's backed up by insurance companies that has a 30-year bumper-to-bumper roof penetrations, inverters, panels, labor, and shipping. So you have like three levels of protection. You have the panels warranty, our warranty of the installers, you know, with with my installers, and you have this third-party separate. And so that gives people more
0: peace of mind. Thank you. See, that's why I call you.
1: (laughs) So yeah, and in you, fact, if an installer doesn't have that, I don't work with
0: them. Yeah, walk away from. Gotcha. So other question for you, which is a big problem for us in real estate, is somebody you know buys solar with a lease, right? And then now they sell the house, the person buying the house gotta qualify for that lease. Do You have any tips on that?
1: So they're a lot more lenient now. Like you're probably running into some leases that were from a few years ago. The new leases are very easy to assume. It's usually like a 600 credit score on those. Um. So most people, in order to get a house, they probably have the 600 credit score, or someone in their household on title would have to have that. And the way that I would position that, if I was a realtor or a mortgage professional, is um, I would literally I've shown homes. I used to be a realtor. I don't know if I ever told you that many years ago. And one of my customers left on their, or one of the people we bought a home from, left three bills on top of the counter of just the fixed price. So when homeowners come and they see a two thousand, you know, four hundred square foot house, and the bills always one twenty five, it's actually a selling point because mm-hmm. they're imagining that's a three to four hundred dollar bill versus a fixed one twenty five, one fifty. Even at 200, that's a great bill for a big house instead of a fluctuating bill that's like 500 in the summer, 150 in the winter, you know, um, people like predictability. I tell people that all the time. If you moved into your home and you could have locked in the rate at that time, how much was your bill? And they're like $80 when I moved in. Imagine if somebody could have offered you a locked in $80 for the rest of your time. Oh, I would have loved it. I'm like, that's what solar is. It's a fixed bill at today's price. Are actually lower for 25 years. So when you sell your home, do you think someone would rather inherit a fixed $150 bill or uh $200 that goes up 4% every year? Right. So you just gotta have to paint that picture.
0: Now, how does that work? So how you so you're talking about that this, this conversation said how do you guys guarantee that 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 rate or how does that work?
1: Well, because when they take it over, they get whatever the original homeowner right. signed for. Exactly. So it's an assumable lease or an assumable loan. Right. And the, the so, so before on some of these, it was like the, the part where it's it tricky. And my recommendation to anyone viewing this is don't ever get a lease that goes up every year. I don't care how good the salesperson all. Oh, it's starting really low at $90. It doesn't matter. It's going to go up every year. Lock yourself into a lease that is zero escalator, which means that the price you're paying today is the price you're going to pay in 25 years. That is a good deal. For people that are retired and can't take advantage of the tax credit, I offer both. I say, it's your house, it's your 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 um, family that you're going to protect. With this. You know, what do you think is better? No tax credit at this fixed rate or this fixed rate, keep the tax credit, treat it as a cherry on top. And this is a fixed rate um, for the next 25 years. And then they kind of usually go with the loan any.
0: So, right now, how's the tax credit work? What's that about?
1: So, it's a 30% off the full cost of the system. So, if it's, a, it's just a $20,000 system, it's a $6,000 credit. And they're going to basically file it with their next year's taxes. And they, if they, I'm not a CPA, so I always have to say that, but the way that it works, yes, the way that it works is if you owe money to the government, like you're self-employed like us and stuff, we can use it to pay taxes. So it's great for people that are looking for write-offs, right? Um, And then you have people that they overpay all year. And then at the end of the year, you know, they give you a little bit of money back and they keep the rest. So say you paid a thousand dollars every month for 12 months. Uh, you paid twelve thousand dollars at the end of the year, and you get two thousand back. That's your normal refund. Let's say, in this case, you would qualify for that extra six thousand, so you would get eight thousand. Uh-huh. And then, if you put that into the system, you keep a lower price.
0: Gotcha, that'd be better. Yes. Better price in the system, have a cheaper system. Okay, I gotcha. Got so, so last question. I know you're busy, girl. I know you're busy, busy. So, <laughs> with, um, what are you seeing else? What else? What else are you seeing with your conversation with clients and realtors? Is there anything that realtors should be, you know, looking out for? when solar is a conversation on the house.
1: Um as a realtor, what you mean when they get a listing with solar yeah, or right,
0: yeah, yeah what what's, when they walk in the house, they see the solar on the roof, what what kind of questions should they ask? About the solar system? They
1: should ask if it's a purchase or a lease, if it's gonna be paid off at escrow or if they're gonna assume a loan and then they can negotiate the price with that. And if it is a loan that they're gonna assume, how many years are left and what's the price point? And then if it's not a favorable, like say there's an escalator, they should go back and renegotiate the price because they're assuming more risk, right? Because the price goes up. And I would do the same thing if it's like a $300 payment, they're assuming they could maybe say, hey, we'll pay, uh, put it into the price of the home. And I'd rather take a paid off system. So there's just ways you can negotiate, but the first and foremost thing is seeing that agreement and what the terms of the first one was. Because what if the payment's like 250, but they've already paid 15 years on it, then you probably wanna take it over at whatever it is because you're gonna owe it and you don't want them to add it to the home because they might add more than what's owed. So just getting the contract, the dates, the terms, and and then doing the math on it will tell you which way it will benefit the most. And as a realtor, my biggest advice or even a lender is call a call a trusted solar person and call help Lily. them help call you Lily. understand. Yes. <laughs> call me or anybody, but that way they'll help you understand because the terms are so tricky sometimes, or sometimes the escalators hidden in there. Like it's literally looks like, oh, it's only 150, Spot, don't worry, it's plus one fifty, take it over. And then somewhere in the bottom, it's like plus two point nine a year. And then it's like, well, that's not one fifty at all. <laughs> so we just have to look, you know, contracts could be twenty five to 40, 50 pages. So just have a professional look it over and then um just lay it out for the customer like if they were buying the system themselves. These are the two options. What well, should we go back and ask the seller to do here now, and negotiate?
0: You perchance have a service that someone can send it to you for a cost. So if somebody sent that contract to your company, would you review a for a thing, advise them, or they pay you some kind of some kind of fee? Can you do that?
1: Um you could, but there's not really any fee. I work with re- realtors and lenders all the time. And then what happens is we build this relationship that then when they get somebody that's thinking of buying solar, they refer them to us because and they're great. just like, you know, when she helps me yep. read the contract. She'll yep. get you a good deal without you having to worry about like what's hidden in there, you know? So, so you know, yeah. a, a lot of actually realtors and lenders have joined my team lately um, because their customers are asking them like, Hey, I want to get solar, but I don't want to get screwed when I want to try yeah. to sell my house. What should I do? And then they tell them, like, oh, you know, talk to some. So now they're telling me, like, hey, can you um, explain how it works? Maybe I could just tell my homeowners because they're asking me anyway. So. Oh,
0: the last question, because you're busy girl. So on the use, <laughs> accessory dwelling units, are you seeing they're, they're dropping solar units on those? Or are you seeing
1: Yes. So what happened, that's a great question. Um, there was a t- title 24 has been in place since 2020, which says that in California, any unit over 600 square feet that's being a separate unit has to have solar. Um, it, You know, that's just a title 24 requirement. But during the pandemic, they kind of stopped it for a while during COVID because of, you know, financial hardships, but they've resumed it now. So if a home is attached, so the ADU is like a garage conversion, it does not need solar. But if it's a standalone, or if you demo a house and you build it up, you have to put solar. So that's still a
0: requirement. Okay, so last thing, here we go. On my last, last lesson. right? <laughs> so let's <get> <laughs> Don't also. worry, Scott. So what we're doing is reporting that we're doing Zooms of different uh, small businesses. So let's start out, where are you at? And then okay. tell, tell me where you're at today. What what business you're at? And then tell me how
1: to get hold of you. Sure, I'm at the Apartment Cafe in Rancho Cucamonga. It's super cute. Look at this. Hold on, you have to see this. I mean, it has a little wing. It's really cute. I'm I'm at the Apartment Cafe in Rancho. Um, I live in Ontario, California. I do solar all over the California. I'm losing you, really
0: Try one more time. You're freezing. Hang on a
1: second. What
0: you (laughs) unfreeze. You're almost here. All right. No, no more time. How to get a hold of you? Is it good? Yeah, we're better now. We're back. Yeah. Oh, so
1: so the way you get a hold of me is I'm on Facebook. My name is Solar Lily. You can look me up, and um, or you can call me. You know, my cell phone is uh, on my Facebook or my my email is Solar with Lily. Solar S O L A R. W i t h l i l y at Gmail. I replied all just so. do you have any questions about, you know, how to sell your home with solar, how to buy a home with solar, how to get solar at home, uh, realtors, lenders, prefer anything.
0: What about phone number? Get a phone number. Please?
1: Yes, uh, my phone number is area code five six two three nine seven
0: nine nine zero zero. Thank you so much. So I'm here at a company called a restaurant called Barrios. It's a cafe here in. Uh, Sacramento, mm-hmm. california and it's a nice little place the owner very small uh, uh small in the uh, queens so we want we want everybody to uh support small businesses that's why we're doing these vehicles at different businesses but if the, the cherry on top is having solar lily here definitely my <laughs> i appreciate it
1: <laughs> likewise thank you scott i appreciate it
0: thank you we'll